Hello everyone in the real world. Grab your sandwiches, plug in. We're gonna go somewhere else. Let's teleport to another dimension. I'm bored of the real life. I wanna talk about all the other interesting things as well. All will be revealed, 26 seconds. All right, guys, strap in, strap in. 15 seconds. Okay, okay. 10 seconds, not long now. Hello everyone out there on LinkedIn on your lunch breaks. Thank you so much for tuning in because I've got a fantastic freeway special here. I haven't got just one guest. I've got two guests which have kindly from all different parts of the world tuned in for this live unscripted conversation on LinkedIn and soon to be on other platforms as well. So without further ado, enough about me. We don't want to know about me. We want to talk about our two awesome guests. So I'll go around this way. So we have here Andre, who is a very special guest. And you can do a big introduction of yourself, but you have an awesome architectural visualization studio and you are the president. Well, that sounds really, really important, isn't it? You are the president of, let me get it up here, the full title is the American Society of Architectural Illustrations. So, illustrators. Andre, welcome to the stage. So, Hey, Stephen. <laughs> it's good you're here. And before we open the conversation up, I've got an awesome guest who's an actual architect trailblazing in this digital world we're talking about, the metaverse. Okay, some people have said to us, should architects really be in the metaverse doing stuff in the metaverse? Well, we have an architect who's doing stuff in the metaverse. Shadjay from Zaha Hadid, how are you doing, sir? Very well, thank you. Thanks for the invitation, Steve, and uh, also to Andre, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you. And we can talk all about the cool stuff you've done with code and all that in a bit. So maybe we can focus the conversation for a second. So I have been looking in for the last few weeks about architecture careers in the metaverse. So what I see, guys, is that I've heard conversations, mixed opinions right now. Some people believe it's the future. They think it's like the next thing that's going to happen. It makes total sense, right? Architects designing the metaverse because we design the physical environment, right? On the other end of the scale, I get people going, nah, this is a fad. This is like video games. Uh, architects shouldn't be doing that. You know, you train for seven years. There's no titles registered in the, in the metaverse and all this crazy stuff. So maybe to kick it off, Shajay, because you are an architect who's done things in the metaverse. What would you say to people who think, first of all, that an architect has no place in the metaverse? Because you've done loads of projects in this space, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I think like we 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 see the metaverse as like fundamentally a kind of sandbox for experimentation on the one hand, um, and and also like uh, it foregrounds two things about architecture which like should be should be so even in the physical world. Like one is that like it foregrounds user experience, like mm. it foregrounds 
the the fact that like buildings are meant to be for people not not to somehow do things in budget right like it, it, so I, I think the fact that it foregrounds user experience and foregrounds uh, social experience like multiple people together and so it's 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 kind of like ideally suited for architects to apply and finesse their core competence like um, which obviously will then make it it will be felt even in the physical world projects that architects will do so i think so there's that one reason if there's one significant reason or if to to for us architects to be involved in the metaverse is is or at least try and shape its future um is, is that like it, it it is supremely beneficial to to our own profession and the things that we will do in in the physical world cities and 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 uh, so yeah, like I, I don't at all see why people should be against uh, the metaverse. <laughs> you know, it, you know it, it it hasn't it doesn't impede on like what we do in the physical world. It only positively affects that. So yeah, fair fair enough. Now, and I appreciate that. Okay, now and I'm gonna just gonna move it around here. So, so Andre, okay, you're setting up this trailblazing event, and I'm gonna play the trailer in a little bit, but you guys, you've got to wait for this kick-ass trailer because you've got to stick with us for a little bit longer before we get to this awesome trailer. And Shajay, we will show you work. But Andre, you've got this amazing event coming up and a large part of this event you're doing is you're talking about the metaverse as well as some other things as well. So, and, and I'm guessing this event also touches upon things of the future. What's your opinion, Andre, on, on, on the naysayers who think like, Ah, forget about the metaverse or, or all that stuff. Well, I think people are always afraid of the new. Yes. That's that's the nature, it's human human nature. So to me, I mean, one of the discussions, sort of a side point we'll be having at the event is about artificial intelligence and the future of design. And that that's a very provocative question. Yeah. And you can, I, I, within our firm, for example, we talk about these kind of issues and I, I say, we've got to, you got to ride the dragon, you know, mm. you, you've got to embrace it and utilize it and become, I don't say become the master of it. Maybe is a bit of a too strong a word. It sounds almost like evil. You're, you know, you're controlling it, but you've got to make it part of what you do, part of your creative output, part of mm. your design output. If you're going to stick your head in the sand and think that's too, you know, it's not for everybody. That's why not every firm is doing what Sharjah and his team are doing. <laughs> you know, mm. it's not a coincidence. I think that that Zaha Hadid architects are at the forefront of this. It's it's the firms that like are kind of wired to think forward that are progressing in it, and you know, usually the rest follow. So the skeptics, um, it, it's just I think wait and see. I think we don't 100% know what it will be, right? So that's mm. a very valid concern. Like, what is the metaverse? Uh, there's companies yeah. now being formed. Uh, so one the other day, it's, you know, uh, uh, a, you know, web 3.0 kind of new NASDAQ, you know, these companies that are almost like hypothetical um, punts on what the future will look like. But mm. we, we're heading there. There's no going back. Um, just a matter of figuring out what, how it will actually look. I think architects actually contributing to that is going to be very formative. I think it should be very important. If it's all done by gamers and commercial interests, that's a different kind of space than mm. when it's actually designed. And that to me is cool. Like that's interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an optimist, but with 
uh, a sprinkling of responsibility about how to, how to make this actually something positive and beneficial. Fair enough. I'm, I'm so impressed. So on one end, Andre, you've organized this awesome event that's coming up, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit more. I promise you guys, we're going to talk about that in a sec. But Shadja, you're designing things, right? And I'll, I'm going to confess the amount I've done, because I was, I'm going to start to play with Spatial over the weekend, but you're way ahead of that, right? You're way, way ahead. So maybe if it's cool with you guys as well, as much as I love talking, what I'll do, and that's what I, I've been organizing here, so it's little old me, if it's cool with you guys, I'm going to bring up some projects and we can talk about it in the sidelines. So we can look at the event, we can look at the videos you've done. And Shadrach, maybe you can show me, uh, talk about one or two of the stuff that you've done at Zara Deed Architects. So, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong, but I did a little bit of research. And so one of the projects that I believe that you're behind recently is loading up now, is called Architecting in the Metaverse. So I'll bring this up now. Oop. Here we go. So t am I correct, Shadjay, that you're behind this project? Is that right? Yes, Ali the Architects uh, collaborated with uh, uh, Rafiq Anadol uh, Studios and, and people were familiar uh, in the artificial intelligence and creative fields like uh, they will know Rafiq uh, mm. inside out. Like, and he's very, he's been, operating in this intersection of AI technologies and creative output for at least uh, 10, 15 years. And so this was just before uh, DALI 2 came out, like uh, the big came out commercially, like so Rafiq had um, early access to it. And like, we were like, yes, there's totally um, a fantastic collaboration. Like he wanted to train that system on like the, the kind of, over of work or our repository or archive at Zadid Architects, and and so yeah, like so this was this was a fantastic early glimpse of like how professional creative artists can can push the boundaries so that like um, uh, you know that these technologies become more widely accessible, more uh, engaging, or people can foresee how to use them. Right, like in, in um, because that's the role of architects and the role of professional creative creatives, like in any field, like uh, music or or sculpture and so on. It's like mm. how to create art which is augmented uh, through AI technologies, right? Like and through digital technologies, and so um, so yeah, like so that this this project was like a fantastic glimpse into what could be possible yeah i love it it, it, it is um does remind me of the matrix slightly but super 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 cool and you had a preview to dally well i'm, I'm a bit late i've been playing around with mid journey and and kind of been sucked into it i was sending all my pictures on whatsapp to my parents and all this stuff like hey check it out this is the house of the future so i've totally i've got the bug as well i i, I love it and i and I did laugh when I think someone won an art competition by entering a mid-journey image. And they, everyone was outraged, weren't they, in the scene? They were like, ah, oh, but come on, it's a bit of fun. And, and, you know, it shows how impressive this stuff is. So I love it. And now what I'm going to bring up as well. So, Andre, it's only fair, isn't it, if I'm bringing up this, because you've actually got your own trailer as well, which is really cool. So I'm going to bring that up now because... 
in this event, we're going to be talking about a lot of these projects as well. But Andre, maybe you can tell us about the event. And what I'm going to do now is I don't know if the sound comes up or not. You tell me, guys, if you hear the sound. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I have never tested the sound on here. Do you hear it? Yeah. Here we go. Wow. I felt like I was in a movie. You know, the trailers that come on before the films. That was unbelievable. I'm going to give a round of applause there. So you get a round of applause for such a kick-ass trailer. And I'm feeling the excitement and the energy. So just a quick interjection on that. It's, it's called cause and effect, right? Andre, do you want to tell us where the idea came from this and why you're talking about the metaverse and what cause and effect is? Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I love it too. So uh, good to <laughs> good to get the feed, nice feedback. We wanted to feel like an epic trailer, not a not a corporate conference. It's going to be fun. So um, just a bit of backstory. So I was uh, approached by the American Society of Architectural Illustrators, who have been around for close to forty years. They're the, they're the longest tenured sort of association that um, focuses on the promotion and support of architectural illustration. You can imagine what that would have been 40 years ago, right? Watercolor, mm. traditional handle, and that's still a, a, a component of the focus. But more and more, it's become come into the digital realm. And every year they have a, a volunteer president who essentially their job is to create an event. And it could be anywhere in the world. I think they thought I would have said I would have uh, hosted it in Australia. I'm actually in Melbourne now for those listening and it's midnight. So commitment Stephen. this is yeah and your right connection is really well for around the world so i know A4 and i feel really awake just three coffees later <laughs> you're doing amazing yeah yeah um so i said look let's let's do it in london because it's such an engaged design community architecture community real estate community visualization digital arts you know it's like such a you know a hub for all these things and there's already existing communities even that you know the network that you have like these things don't necessarily exist in other locations so it was kind of um relatively easy to reach out to a really awesome and diverse audience so i thought also okay well we don't want this to be another sort of you know geek fest for just like hey let's talk about the latest software and plugins let's make something that is actually going to talk to the the audience of not only the internal industry audience, but the clients, you know, the stakeholders that mm. ultimately commission the work and to showcase to them the creative and narrative and technological possibilities that exist currently, not necessarily talking about things in 10, 15, 20, you know, kind of uh, one day, maybe things, but things that are on the cusp today, today or about to happen. Um, that people might not know about and also really bring together this, as you can see on the screen there, we've got, um, it's basically 15 speakers. Everyone's doing like a TED talk style presentation. 
Um, and the idea is to show how all these different stakeholders, this global village of vision makers. So I'm broadening in the concept of visualization to those that create visions of the future. They could be the architect, they could be the visualizer, they could be the um, the developer themselves and their marketing uh, their marketing team. They could be the filmmakers. They could be futurists. They could be. Yeah. Um, you know, technologists, artists. So we've got like, I can rat rattle off all the speakers because they're pretty awesome. Should I, Stephen? Or is that a you bit can, too much? Yeah, I've put, I put a few up here. I want to say though, yeah, yeah. Shajay, you're down yeah. as the architect. The architect. That's quite an <laughs> honor, right? We gave everybody like every, every uh, protagonist, as we call them, it's like uh, Ocean's Eleven, you know, uh, where everyone <laughs> is the thing, you know, this guy yeah. and, and every person represents that sector and what they put into the process of creating visions of the future. And the reason also just one more point, um, thought of the theme of cause and effect. So it's, it's a really a simple, but I think quite interesting concept where by creating, showcasing to the community, what the future of our urban environment will actually look like, be it physical or digital in the case of the, of the metaverse, we're actually giving like a glimpse to people today of what the outcome of the decisions will be. And when you mm. see the outcome, that's like the seeing the effect before you've put in the cause. So when you see the outcome, you hopefully it actually comes back to improve the decision that we make about it today, i.e. the cause. And that loop keeps going around and around. So it's kind of injecting uh, a, a, a little bit more, um, you know, I, idealized and aspirational element into the work that we do. Ultimately, you know, architecture, property development, visualization, marketing, you know, design, it can be quite commercial and sort of like pragmatic exercises, but really we are shaping the future of the, the way we live. And I mm. think um, that, um, you know, visioning how that future will look is such an important component in that, hopefully in actually improving what that future will look like. So that's kind of the, the birth of the idea. Maybe we'll do some other questions. I do want to mention every speaker and I got to mention the sponsors too, Stephen. So yeah, we can do it. There you go. So too. maybe this is the first slide. <laughs> if you want to mention everyone okay. here. Okay. So it's a lot. So I got it. But amazing. All star, all star cast. I'm going full Jimmy Fallon, you know, on this. Everyone's they're all, they all actually are amazing. So we've got uh, people like we've got the artist who's Ash Thorpe, who actually designed the Batmobile in the latest Batman movie. So that's like just, you know, really? he's going to talk, talk yeah, yeah, no, really, yes. Cool. Yes. He, I, believe, I mean, he's yeah. incredible. Yeah, no, uh, really, really. Um, so he's going to be talking about creativity. We've got, we've got uh, on the other hand, we've got um, Peter Murray, who was the founder of New London Architecture, talking, talking about, um, you know, how our cities can be greener and more sustainable. We've got um, uh, Roger Black from Ballymore, who's the strategist, he's the creative director of Ballymore and going to be talking about how, you know, strategy really brings meaning to places. Uh, from Australia, we have Sergio Brodsky, who is a futurist and will be talking about um, the way that advertising and your urban utility can actually coexist and, and, and enhance one another. The visualizer who is sort of representing the core of um, what the conference, you know, the audience of the conference and, and, and its legacy is, is um, Jan from Squint Opera, who is the um, managing director of Squint Opera, one of our colleagues and amazing firm that do the most incredible, you know, narrative-led type projects around the world. We've got a creative agency represented by Joe Nazari from Dienko, who come up with, you know, the brand and the meaning behind a project. We've got a, a, a conversation, I'll actually be in conversation interviewing um, 
Robert Booth and, and John Brash from Ellington Properties and Brash Brands respectively about um, they're like the developer and essentially talk about Middle Eastern projects that are just like really revolutionary. Some of them quite controversial and some people, you know, are almost provocative and talking about where that's heading. Um, we've got Rebecca Mills from Frost Collective, who is a placemaker also from Australia. David um, Schwartz from uh, Hush, who are a in real life, so physical digital experience designers. So amazing immersive experience for the likes of LinkedIn, Instagram, um, Uber and, you know, big tech companies and, and also for real estate and architecture, but creating these incredible physical experiential um, experiences, if you will. Got Sharjah, of course, who needs no more introduction. Um, did I skip? And Mark, Mark Webbin from um, Wonder Hatch, who are incredible filmmakers and actually helped. They um, created the, the trailer uh, for us. They're amazing. Did I skip anyone? Go back to the previous thing. I think oh, I think you covered that, but let's have a look. Did Double I? check. I don't want to. Maybe COVID, Jen. Of course. Hold on. I've got, yeah, Jen. Yeah, I did miss. So I've got uh, three more actually. See, there's so many, it takes half an hour to go through them. That's how many <laughs> awesome speakers we have. I've got Jen Riley, who is the market, uh, v, uh, Vice President of Marketing at Bosa Properties in Vancouver, Canada. Her game round, uh, her background is in gaming and technology. So she's going to be talking about sort of the game, mm -hmm. gamification of the marketing process of, of real estate. And we've got um, um, Kobus Bothma um, from NVIDIA talking about the technology side of things. He's going to be speaking together with Jan from Squint Opera. Um, we've got, uh, and finally, the, the panel, which will be a, a, a few of the speakers will be on the panel um, about AI and the future of design. And we're going to be, um, there's going to be an introduction oh, cool. video from Neil Leach, who is an architect, theorist, and real thought leader in the space, written several books. He's a professor at several universities. Yeah. About artificial intelligence, the impact on design. We're going to, you know, really uh, dig into that and see what comes up. Yeah. And then there's going to be some uh, refreshing brev beverages at the end. Of course, beers. Beers is like the, you know, how yeah, yeah. everyone flow together, you know, that's how you accelerate collaboration, right? Of course. Sponsors. <laughs> Can I just quickly just mention our amazing sponsors? Yeah, you can mention quickly. We'll do the sponsors because if they're not paying the okay. architecture social, right? Come on, eh? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, okay. Now you can mention uh, them all. AMD, <laughs> Lenovo, Chaos Group, um, Epic Games and Art Station, Ori Clark, um, Kitbash, um, and we have supporters like uh, New London Architecture, L L Luxury Pro Property Forum, 3D London, um, and, I'm, and um, Pure Blink and uh, Kilograph as well. So I think I mentioned everybody. There might be a couple of others, but look on the website. They're all there, and it's amazing the support we've had. So it's going to be pretty pretty amazing day okay that's the plug over yeah the, i love it well I'll, I'll i'll i'm i'm happy with it because i've got a soft spot for like you say like epic games and all this stuff right because they they're really pushing in the scene and i love it so the gamer in me approves but such a cool event right now i am lucky because one of your guests is here the architect is here right so maybe and we won't give all the juicy nuggets away because people have got to get a ticket right to, to the event for the full conversation however Sharjah, your talk in particular at the event is um around the role of an architect in the metaverse so we discussed a little bit at the start here um about you know what a naysayer what, should, what would we say to someone who's kind of like metaverse now? Nah. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you expand on what you think the role of the architect in the metaverse is. 
if you've got one. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think um, like we, we at Zaidi's Architects feel super passionate about this topic, not because it, not only because it's like very much part of uh, contemporary culture, uh, but also because it has a long arc of architectural history. You know, the idea of mm. a 3D internet is not anything like that started with Zuckerberg in 2020. It's like it, it, it starts already in the 1990s with like, you know, Netscape having these 3D VRML plugins and so on. And so the idea of a spatial web or a spatial internet is, is, is and, and also related to that is the ideas of cyberspace or virtual space. And so, um, so this is very, very much like a long arc like that we want to connect into. Um, that's why we are passionate, like that it's, you know, it's the internet becoming spatial, it's the internet becoming social, uh, meaning multiplayer, right? Like currently websites are individual player, like you and I can be on the same website, but not mm. even know that we are there. So, and what is the one profession that has been dealing with like large number of people hosted in a 3D space? Architects, like an architecture. And so I think that's where we are like, um, we think architects have a lot to contribute into shaping the future of the internet um, as, as the metaverse definitely is going to have a significant role in the way internet is going to evolve, right? Like, and, and so um, as, as um, Andre mentioned, like, you know, like architects can and should contribute like their design expertise, they should contribute their technological expertise, Mm-hmm. Um, and they should also contribute uh, their branding, right? Like the, the, the idea of like, you know, architects have always been empathetic with the client. Like, so we have direct empathy with the user, you know, our professional training and our professional uh, well-being even depends on us having empathy with the user. So um, so that's that I think is is the gist of our interest in 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 the metaverse that it is mm. historic it's it's social it's 3d and it's multiplayer um so yeah so that's uh, so whether we've been doing stadiums and cathedrals and railway stations like these are all 3d spaces with thousands of people interacting and so it's architecture in the service of the user architecture in the service of the spatial experience architecture in the service of a productive uh experience urban experience yeah so i love it i love it so i'll play this in the background but while you're here right because you you run code in zahadid and code is like the kick gas you're like you do all computational design and generative and all that cool stuff i pro you probably can explain it a lot better than me but that's what i understood the code it's like you guys are really on the bleeding edge of tech and all this stuff right so a lot of the content that i do here as well Chadre, is about architects who are in their careers and sometimes maybe they're doing mainstream architecture and they've got a passion for this stuff right but what i'd love to know because i'm sure you do the interviews for your team and some other stuff as well what do you what skills would be really cool you know if someone was put an application in is there anything you look for or is it more of a passion or is it specific scripting skills or stuff I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think like the Vizadi Architects, like, um, is is you know, like it's a forty-year-old company, and like we are digitally native. Like we were one of the earliest to be a paperless studio. 
Mm. I mean, not that we don't use paper and phys- don't do physical things. Like it's just mm-hmm. that we are attuned to, we are natively attuned to all the opportunities that a computer can offer. So that's why we are called code, right? Like the small team within uh, within Zadid Architects, we're only 20 and Zadid Architects is 550. So uh, we operate at the intersections of all the cool things that computers can do and all the things, relevant things, societally useful things uh, that design ought to do. So that's why like it's the intersection of things that are possible and things that are necessary, right? And and um and so like we're all trained as architects and i think that is fundamental part of the training um because by architect architectural training attunes yourself to be collaborative like i think like uh, if there was ever a master of many trades uh, or a jack of many trades uh, it is the architect right that like we need to have on the one hand some kind of financial savviness like on the other hand we need to have empathy with like the user and have some understanding of how things stand up um, or how how things are produced. Like in the metaverse, it doesn't really matter whether things stand up, but we still need to know how it is produced. Like, you know, mm. what is the uh, what does the illustrator need to do? What does the gaming engine creative director need to do and so on? So, yeah, so those are like the architectural training is, I think, the under fundamental building block. Mm. And then you can have like, technical training in, in you know uh, production systems in the in the gaming world in the computer graphics world so we do a, a lot of research as well like uh, mathematical and geometric research uh, again in the field of computer graphics and animation and so yeah it's it's definitely a intersection of passion and technical skill so we look towards like companies like Pixar um, epic and and so on like particularly Pixar, because, you know, it, it's a fantastic intersection of technically gifted people uh, working collaboratively with, you know, storytellers, with, um, with you know, even physical sculptors and so on. Like, so that's, we think architecture is, has a, can learn a lot from like the movie making industry and vice versa. Like, so I think, so the spatial disciplines can unite um, in, in the metaverse. Yeah. Awesome. Very, very useful. I've got one question that's come in and we'll, we'll, we'll do that in a sec. But just before that, Andre, you run an awesome architectural visualization company as well. So you haven't escaped my question because I'd love to know as an employer what you look for as well. And I'm going to bring up actually your work in the background. But can you tell me what you look for when you're hiring people who are passionate about emerging technology and that stuff? But maybe also you can tell us about your company and tell us what you look for in awesome aspirational people. Oh, the phone's going as well. There we go. <laughs> they found you, Stephen. Oh, that's um, not me. That's not my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Someone. I don't mind. Um, okay, there's a few questions there. Um, okay, about my company. Um, so, Binyan, we're a global um, studio these days with offices in Sydney, Melbourne, um, New York, London, uh, Dubai, and Los Angeles. And we sort of uh, I started a company in my living room 15 years ago and we got about 110 staff and we and we work on um, it's, it's a lot more than just CGI visualization it's really a, a integrated offering of different content that is required to explain 
um, the future of cities to sell approaches. We do a lot in the marketing space. So actually it's literally selling to the end users. So those people that will occupy the space, be it residential, be it or those will be uh, tenanting offices and so forth. And so we we'll usually work on complex projects that are difficult to explain. <laughs> Just one picture won't do. You know, you need animation, mm -hmm. you need potentially a um, interactive application, you need a physical ex, um, digital experience in the sales gallery. And like one of the things that we really focus on is the strategy that weaves and ties all these things together. Because when a client comes and says, okay, I've got this, let's say, I don't know, beautiful resort in Costa Rica, and uh, I need to tell a particular story about it. We first question is either who's your audience? Where are you communicating? Is it physical? Is it di digital? Um, how how broad is the audience how narrow and and what is the what are the ideas you need to convey and in what media types and what content types to speak to them at every t point in that customer journey and we kind of come up with that first map the journey and then the content to um to support it so i don't know you look around yeah that project sometimes we do things you know straight up visualizing highly photoreal real estate as you can see in all of these pictures if you mm -hmm. if you actually click on the one on the on in the top that tile where there's these two arched windows the one to the right of that oh this one yeah, post that, house yeah post it? house so this is interesting like a bit of a something a bit different if you click into that one so you'll see uh, we created a a and there's a slider there if you, oh. if, you, if, you, if you if you move the slider so this is a very conceptual project we did this um, in collaboration with our um, friends and colleagues in, in if studio in new york or amazing creative agency where we kind of injected a brand concept into every one of the images to make a surreal version of the real. So there's the real one. If you slide, like, go, this is your living room, you know, lovely living room and dining room. Great. But here is, um, it is how it would feel to be in that space. So because it's on oh, in cool. Brooklyn, right next to the Barclays Center. So it's like, you know, you're going to have sports and entertainment right near you. It's got great connectivity. So subway um, it comes into this one. It's, got, it's a very green building if you go down to the next one. Um, so this is kind of the surreal image is how you're going to feel and how, you know, your what your lifestyle will be like while occupying that, that space. And that's a really cool concept that was really, really fun to work on. Um, if you, and there's one, uh, I think there's a couple more. Yeah, anyway, there's, so basically we came up with this, with this, yeah, with a surreal, and this was really fun. Now, not every project like this, but we do pride ourselves into doing these kind of unique creatively led projects as well. Okay, that's about Binyan. Um, I, um, what do we look for? That the other question, yeah? I yeah. mean, we look for people that think about creativity not as a technical exercise, but as a narrative exercise, I would say. You know, because the technical part of it, of course, everybody has to be incredibly technically skilled. <laughs> no doubt about it. Like, that's your ticket in the door. If you don't know how to use a software, 3D Max, VRA, Corona, and, and you know, post-production tools, all the animation tools, like, you, you, you are, um, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get in the door. <laughs> but once you're there, it's people that, so let's say in the animation space, I don't know if you want to click on, if you go into the, I think there's a show reel somewhere if you want to click it in the background, if, if you go to about, I think. Okay, uh, cool. It, but you may want to kill the sound. I, I think there's a show reel somewhere on this page. Go down. Okay. Sorry, plug, plugging the... Wow, it's a big team, isn't it? Awesome. Well, Lovely that, pictures. Well, that's, just, that's just a lead, a show reel there. See, we go show reel. Uh, yeah, it's it says, it's it's yeah. They, uh, once awards, blah blah blah. Not that one. Not that one. I mean, you ah. can play that one, but that's just showing their what. Okay. It's if you click on it, on the, it should eventually there. Yeah, you're oh. almost there. You're oh, I was there. there. I was there. It's at the bottom. At the I bottom. Was there. Oh, oh, yeah, oh there I got, it is. Yeah. yeah. 
So just, yeah, it's got the soundtrack. So you got might there, wanna... finally. Sorry. It's, it's hard finding might... the computer, you know. I'm yeah. like, I'm messing it up. Sorry, guys. So you want kill to the, kill the sound? Is either one. You... <laughs> are you able it. to do that? I think we can have the sound. Frank, that I think? won't be able to talk over it. It's like three minutes long. Okay. Oh yeah. Let me. Let me answer the question. How... I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to be self-promoting too much. Although, of course, why not? Uh, the point is, the kind of people who look for are people that see technology as a way to oh. to say something. Play it later. I, I've be, worked it uh... out. Sorry, I've done it. Okay. Good. Okay. You... Great. So is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it's good. Now no sound. So it's just me. Um, so, you know, people that look at, at the technology as a way to, for self-expression, ultimately, of course, we're commercial artists, we're not, and a lot of our guys actually have separate, like, you know, passion projects and careers as artists, like more art for art's sake and really encourage that. But ultimately, you know, like one of the things that often comes up, question I get asked is, oh, technology going to make what you do redundant, not relevant, you know, disrupt, uh, the computer will just spit at the AI, you know, yeah. I mean, and perhaps certain aspects it will, but if, but those people that can kind of, you know, see um, technology as a way to enhance storytelling and artistic expression within our realm of architectural uh, um, image making, animation making, experience making, those are the people ultimately uh, we look for. Now, sometimes when someone comes in as a junior, of course, they just got to do the job, but we still do look for that, the fire that burns and like, uh, like within. And also culture fit for us is super important as well. I would say, I'm sure that's not nothing too revolutionary to say these days, but for us being able to be humble, driven, passionate, and be great at getting, taking feedback and have like a kind of a limitless attitude to the way you, you grow and always wanting to progress is, is super important to us. And we have one of our sort of values is to be a mensch, which is a Yiddish word for like just being a nice person. Like no matter what, uh, I don't know, we don't like, don't like yelling at each other. We try really hard not to have a high, high, uh, no asshole. Is that, that's not a swear word, right? Uh, try no asshole rule in the team. Uh, don't give other people like a bad, you can have a bad day. We all understand, but don't give other people a bad day. So we're kind of pretty anal on actually we're not we're not you know curing cancer here the work is cool but it's not <laughs> that important that you should go and have a you know bad day at work and i think um you know we work very very hard and we want people there that can work hard but also enjoy themselves and enhance the life of people around them so kind of a combination of all those three technical creative passion and great culture fit if you can just get that easy peasy it's hard to easy, hire great people. Easy peasy. I was, do you know what? I was listening, but when I muted it here, right, this, uh, it was still playing it on my screen. Uh, so I could hear the beautiful lady talking and I saw like, yeah. yeah. So I could hear just about you and I hear no asshole policy, which I think is a good yeah. one. So I got the gist of it and I'll listen to the replay. So thanks for sharing that because I think it's important, isn't it? Sharing how people can get into this and the kind of things that you guys are yeah. looking for as em employers as well. Now, and most of the people that work work with us are former architects. I mean, I'm an interior architect by training. That's what everybody's coming from. You've got to know the language mm. of architecture. So it's quite common that from this world, people, you know, find a passion within digital. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. So what I was going to say, guys, so I've got one or two questions from the audience here. So we've got Zachary's asked one or two things. Now, Shadjay, before I know you've got your marking and you were saying you're, you know, you are deep 
in your university course because you're involved in the AA as well as the awesome stuff there. So I promise I won't keep you too much longer. But if it's cool with you, I've got these two interesting questions um, that I think would be a nice thing that we can kind of wind down on together. So Zachary Kunzman says, do you think that there will be more focus on the multiverse architecture and urban design as opposed to the real life versions? Um, yeah, we, I, I generally don't think of it as oppositional um, that like, you know, that there will be like an increasing convergence like of um, virtual and, 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 the, uh, and the physical. Um, and, and so I think it, it would definitely be augmented, right? Like, so the, like what's physical is important, like as a, as a, let's say as a coat hanger for like doing other things, augmenting it with like the virtual information, digital information. I mean, ultimately we want any space to be a host, um, a productive experience. And by productive, I don't mean like generally business like but you know if you go to a museum you're having a productive experience because you're learning something you're interacting with people and and i think like that that would be the primary motivation for uh any focused development of the metaverse like as it would be on on the on the real world as well or the physical world um so yeah so i think the focus would be on user experience, like how, whether it is physical or virtual or augmented and mixed reality and so on, like, like the revolution is going to be somewhat similar to internet, like the previous one where it was entirely web page, 2D design, like, you know, like graphic designers and web designers, like, you know, their, their profession went through accelerated uh, evolution, right? Like, and there was tons of jobs for everybody. There was like enough motivation to evolve technologically. Uh, so I think the similar is going to happen with architecture. Like, so, and the, and the motivation for all of that is ultimately the end user, right? Like that, mm -hmm. the more we can organize, uh, spaces around what people want rather than just people being dumped into cities and with not having much of a choice on, uh, anything like, so we're bringing the language of choice and and browsing and socializing in 3D settings from the gaming world, like into the in, into the everyday world, like. And I think that's what the metaverse is going to be. And yeah, multiverse is quite likely that there might be, you know, a retail uh, meta focused metaverse. There might be education focused metaverse. There might be um, engineering focused metaverse, like and and. Yeah, so they might be interoperable, like, and so, so yeah, I don't see these as oppositional because ultimately, physical world and the virtual is 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 in the service of humanity, right? Like the so that's why architecture is so important. Well done. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm perfect. That's really useful. I used to get confused between multiverse and metaverse, but. Thanks, Zachary, for bringing that question out. Red Mike actually says, love the be a mensch manifesto. I'm guessing that that's um, that's inspired by the <laughs> by by Binyan Studios. So, uh, Andrea, you're doing something right. Red Mike is quite impressed. Um, 
What's BMN? What's the BMN manifesto? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was something that maybe was brought up while the lovely lady was speaking. I couldn't hear these guys. Well, Red Knight, I, write, I don't mean, know I, I what know, you're I on know. about. <laughs> well, BMNch is one of our like values, but I'm just googling it right now. Manifesto. Maybe he means go. that. Okay, BMNch manifesto. The the well, Mensch manifesto. How to act with integrity. Cool. It's on LinkedIn. Thank <laughs> okay. yeah. Thanks, Red. But yeah, uh, Red Mike. <laughs> maybe I read it. Maybe it came out of my brain subconsciously, and I like <laughs> I, I I I read it, or maybe I wrote it. You know. Brilliant. I I've got two more questions here, and then we can wind it down if that's cool. Have we got time for two more questions, guys? Is that cool? Because then we're going to mention where we can that everyone can meet you in person. You know, and I would be there if I didn't already commit to something. I might sneak afterwards and catch you guys in the pub, actually. But before before we talk about that, so so Daniel has just put in a question saying, how would you suggest small architecture practices get involved with the metaverse? My practice is based in Manchester. Would love to start working in these spaces, but I yet to find any interest in my local network. Ooh, good question. Um, I mean, Andre, are you happy to pass this to Shajay, or would you both like to jump in? Or it's all yours, Shajay? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, like, again, already a lot of uh, young uh, practices um, uh, are operating in the virtual only initially. Like, I mean, uh, and, and like, eventually, I, I'm pretty sure that that will manifest itself into a physical world commission as well, like, because you know, architecture has like this typical problem, the triangle problem, right? Like where either you, you need a brief, you need a client and you need a location. And and the metaverse kind of solves for all of that because you, you, you can create your own virtual site like and, and like propose something. And then you may find that like you can directly talk to the consumer or would be would be client. Um, so and 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 i do think like it the metaverse does actually truly democratize um uh, our architecture to the extent that we can be participating in the creation of more and more of the physical world like and, and more and more of the virtual world as well because currently only like 1% of the world's architecture is actually uh commissioned or designed or architects are involved in less than 1% of the world's architecture, which is, you know, even if we can increase it to 2%, like that's, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be significantly impactful. Um, and so, yeah, like, so to, to, we, like, as a small company, like, I mean, just, you know, get it, get used to like working in Fortnite or like, you know, Unreal um, Unity or whatever. Um, and they, or Minecraft, even like many, many people are having, uh, oh. complete practices designing for the virtual. And eventually I'm sure, um, it's going to turn into physical world commissions as well. Yeah. Perfect. There you go, Daniel, start playing around, download unity or, or um, it used to be the cry engine when I was ages ago. I don't know what happened to the cry engine, but Epic, I'm sure have their own what's Epic engines called actually. I, yeah, Unreal um, and Unreal, Fortnite Unreal. also like, you know, they're talking a lot about like the Fortnite creative economy and like, you know, it, it will be monetarily viable, I think, in the near future to to have a, at least 
like your income augmented through through your creations virtually yeah i love it all right so the last 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 question um but before that red mike says um he's an american living in germany for the last 16 years so he feels it too andre i think he feels your woes as you were saying it but zachary said and this could be one for both of you actually because you're both entrepreneurial and and so and you got a finger in the pulse so will current projects build be likely sold down the line to people in the metaverse question mark much like the sears catalog homes in the 50s does this mean those creating visuals for customers now will be ahead so interesting thoughts there what do you guys think do you think that projects will will be sold down the line the people in the metaverse i mean i've heard about um people spending a lot of money on on virtual metaverse projects and i'm starting to see that in the news a while ago do you think that like that that's going to be a thing that's far away or people going to start buying stuff soon and selling to people in the metaverse well i think when it comes to, i mean my view what i've researched and spoken to people much much smarter than myself about this is that you know buying and selling kind of going into that whole nft type space is about what retains and holds value really so yeah it's uh people buy <laughs> that which they will th think will hold value and we don't know what that will yet be you know either currency so uh, I, I mean i don't know you know I, I guess if i was like selling nfts i would be going absolutely and you know everybody's nfts is like always <laughs> saying how great nfts are because they have to everybody has to be into them um i, I if 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 it, i think the the fad aspect the fad aspect of it it's just that, but then when there's some kind of like um, more of a uh, kind of an infrastructure behind it, and and a and a, and a um, uh, like de-risking of the asset, then it actually retain value and be liquid. Then people will buy, and then why not? And just like what's real estate now? Why why is it why is a house? Because the house retains value, you can sell it. That's what makes it valuable. Um, mm. so if, if they can get to that, why not, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, there is, you know, like typically at least there are two axes of value, right? One is archival value, uh, which is like, you know, the, the fact that an object has traveled to the Pompidou Mets or like it's been in like the Tate Morton, like that, that history creates value on the one hand, like and or it is the first of something like and so you want to archive it and 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 the other is use case value right like the more people use it like um and and uh the so there's like a way that it generates revenue and and so in either case i think it's it's its value comes from uh it's um first you know how it is used in in society like and and so again like if it is it has, uh, if, if it is ex enhancing or related to a productive social uh, experience, like I think that is the first step to, to thinking about useful things. And, and in answer to the question, like specifically is like, we do see a huge value in, uh, we're already seeing some examples of projects being sold before they're built uh, and, and that, 
we are actually particularly passionate about that use case where you know architecture in the real world is a hugely risky endeavor right like you cost like tens of millions of dollars and then developers invest it and then you realize that like the end user doesn't actually want it um whereas like we can flip that around like we you can use the physically photorealistic game engine world to do a b testing and like you know customize things for people like so that like people eventually get what they see um, and so that also de-risks the project for the investors and for the eventual users and so on. So we are seeing a lot of uh, tentative early efforts in that direction, like selling before it is being made. Yeah. Nice. Well, there you go. Well, both interesting thoughts. Now, there's only so much we can cover in this hour, right? So if anyone's like thinking, oh gosh, I wish that asked a question and maybe they're watching the replay. Now, as long as they're not watching the replay too far, you can, we can actually meet both of you in person. Daniel says, thank you. Also love your work and thank you for sharing everything. So the show's gone all right, guys, even with my sound glitches, we've got there and people have enjoyed it. Now I'm gonna quickly bring on the stage just before we go now here, the tickets. So this is where you can get the tickets. So you can go to asai.org, right? And then you can, I'm gonna bring it up here on the screen, okay? So you can go there, watch the trailer. If you haven't already been knocked off your socks by that awesome epic trailer, okay? You can click here, you can buy a ticket now. The event is on November the 16th, the 17th. It's in London, it's, it's in the neck of the woods, it's in the UK, can't ask for more. Um, uh, so guys, I'm, I'm so excited uh, to hear about all what happens at the event. I promise I'll catch you at the pub after. Andre, is there any final words before you wanna go where people can find you? Um, I'm very easy to find. I'm just on LinkedIn. My email is adolnikov at binyan.com.au. I make myself uh, not hard to find. So just contact me, yeah, LinkedIn or via email. Come to the event. That's the best place to find, find me. Right. I'll be running around like a, like a madman on the day. So yeah, and, and um, we should set up a discount code as well for your listeners, Stephen. Ah. Uh, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do that shortly. So maybe you can post that after. So everybody watch the space, go there. You can even email us and say, hey, I heard about it on Steven's show and we'll sort out the discount. Yeah, um, yeah that way as well. That's a good it's one. In Shore, it's, in Shore, it's in the Village Underground in Shoreditch. It's a good, it's a venue. Where there's a lot of, apparently a lot of uh, awesome gigs happened at one point. So we'll try to live up to that, to that legacy. Super cool. I like it. It's an actually cool event to go to. Sharjay. I mean, I'm blown away by the stuff you do, but if anyone's been living under a rock and they just got all excited by the stuff that you've done and they want to reach out to you, where do they contact you? Uh, yeah, like Andre on LinkedIn is maybe the easy way to find me. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a chance, isn't it, to do all the stuff for the AJA AA and all that stuff. So I'm sure you'll get back to someone when you've got a moment. So. On that note, I think this is a wrap for today. Thank you so much to my guests for being here. You legends, both cutting edge, bleeding technology. It's the stuff that as a kid who studied architecture, as a bit of a geek, I loved it. So it's been an absolute privilege. And um, everyone in the audience, please do check out the event. It does look good. And we want more good events like this. We don't want boring talks. We want good conferences 
and you know that was stuff we can all get passionate about and have a beer about as well so on that note i'm gonna end the live stream here i will find out the code andre's gonna tell me and um, i will post that on social media soon thank you so much again guys i'm gonna end the live stream now stay in the stage for one second and we will see you guys soon take care bye bye thanks so much Stephen. thanks andre Cheers, Stephen. thanks rajay